Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Walk a Day in My Culture. This is a podcast where I help you increase your cultural awareness by simply talking about the daily experiences I have as a Black woman. You guys already know I say it every single week. I truly believe that if you can hear the experiences that I go through, you can hypothetically walk a day in my culture, which will help you to literally walk on the path of increasing your cultural awareness. So let's get into today's episode, which is entitled A Call to Black Women. I am so excited about this episode. Um, For one, I am talking directly to black women. So those of you out there who are listening and you are a black woman, what's up? Today's episode is for you. And two, I'm also excited about it because you ain't got to be a black woman to listen to this episode. Like I said uh, in the last podcast last week, you guys know a black woman on some level in your life. So one, you need to listen to this episode so that you know how to support them. And two, you need to share this episode. So whether or not you have a black woman in your life that's a friend, that's an in-law, that is a girlfriend, that um, is your wife, that is a colleague, is a co-worker, is a neighbor, is your child's teacher, whoever you know in your life that's a Black woman in whatever capacity, this podcast is for her and this podcast is for you so that you can know how to support us, okay? Um, so this episode was inspired by life, right? Just the life of being a Black woman. Um, oftentimes, I hear my friends, my family members, my clients, just Black women in general being multi-stressed, overworked, and underappreciated. And over the past couple of months, I've just, my little antennas have been up just really hearing about the stress level that Black women go through. We are always doing a whole bunch of stuff. We are taking care of home, we're taking care of family, and that does not necessarily mean being a mother, right? You can be taking care of a family member, you could be taking care of a parent, you can be a friend that is heavily involved with taking care of somebody. We just take care of people, that's what we do. Um, not to mention going to work, making ends meet, you know, and then keeping the house. We just wear a whole bunch of hats and we are always running around, doing something, and just busy, right? And so hearing all these stories of being stressed and not having enough time here or, you know, not knowing how to juggle this there, it just resonated with me, right? Because not only are my friends, my family, and my clients stressed out as Black women, I be stressed out too. And so these things resonated with me. And, you know, I got to think and I want to come on here and just talk with y'all about it and maybe come up with some tips and some ideas on, you know, how we as black women can just manage this and not always live so stressed out, are frustrated, um, are overworked and how we can just appreciate ourselves. So y'all know I got to tell a story as usual. Um, And this go all tie in. But A couple of weeks ago, 
um, my husband's mom's best friend. (laughs) I know that's a mouthful, right? Um, But she offered to come and babysit the baby for me. And that brings me to my first point and first tip of advice for us black women. Black women, call number one to you. Ask for help, no matter how hard it is. So for me, it was super difficult for me to even take her up on her offer. Um, And she offered. She's just like, hey, Narissa, if you ever need um, me to come and babysit Faith, let me know. For those of y'all who haven't heard her name on my podcast, you probably follow my husband's podcast. So there's my baby's name, Faith, right? Because we had to have faith the size of a mustard seed to have her, which is a scripture and a beautiful metaphor because when you're pregnant, babies is about the size of a mustard seed. And now we got a whole big old almost 15 pound crawling baby named Faith because we had to have faith in Jesus to have this baby and we had her. I digress. Anyway, (laughs) so I say all that to say that's my baby's name. So she said if I needed her to come over and watch Faith for me that she would be more than happy to come and do so. And she offered that. And it took me a couple of days to call her. And I left her a voicemail and I kind of was like, it's hard for me to ask for help, but I would really love for you to come over and just help me out a little bit if you want to. And let me tell you, that has been the best Thing I could have ever done. And I said that slow on purpose, right? Because just her coming over, she's come over like two weeks in a row for me. Just her coming over and watching the baby for me for like an hour and a half to two and a half hours has been life changing. I've been able to do the things that I can't necessarily do with the baby, like clean up the kitchen uninterrupted or respond to emails or write down some ideas for my newsletter on my podcast. And I know my baby is in good hands. Um, She is basically her other grandmother um, because she's just been around the family for so long. She She basically, she is family, right? And so me reaching out and asking for help was the best thing I could have done. And I'm encouraging you guys to reach out and ask for help, no matter how hard it is. But it comes with a catch. And after these commercial breaks, I'm gonna let you know what the catch is when you ask for help, all right? So give me a second, take a moment, go take a little water break or whatever it is you need to do, and then come back here. And we're gonna get into the rest of the tips for black women so we ain't got to be multi-stressed all the time and we can start enjoying this beautiful life that God done blessed us with. I'll be right back. Hey, I have a few questions for you. Do you sometimes wonder if your actions are culturally appropriate? Questioning if you should have made that comment or acted that way? Do you want to learn how to increase your cultural awareness and sensitivity so that you can work from a more culturally centered lens? What about wanting to work with your clients, colleagues, students, or just people in general from a more culturally sensitive place? 
If you say yes to any of these questions, then you need to register for my workshop entitled Working from a Cultural Lens. This workshop will take place online Saturday, December the 7th from 10 to 12 Pacific Standard Time. So go to my website, www.bloomintoyourbestself.com. Click the tab, register for a workshop or training, find out more details and register. Again, this is an online workshop, Saturday, December the 7th from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I can't wait for you to join me on Saturday, December the 7th for an exciting cultural ride. I'll see you there. So I had to pause my podcast just for a second and do a shameless plug and ask you a question. Are you subscribed to my newsletter? If so, thank you so much for your subscription. And if not, why not? Go to my website, www.bloomintoyourbestself.com and sign up. I have two versions of my newsletter and they are both fabulous. I have a free version and I have a paid version. Both are outlined on my website so you can go over, check it out, and see which subscription works for you. But there's really no excuse to not sign up because there is a free subscription version. So go check it out. Look at my website www.bloomintoyourbestself.com and subscribe to one of my newsletters. If you are liking my podcast, then you are going to love my newsletter. Whether it's the free version or the paid version, they're both high quality and you will love them. So go sign up. All right, let's get back to the podcast. All right, so the catch when you ask for help, regardless of how hard it is for you to ask for help, When somebody comes and helps you, this is the next call to us black women, accept the help that is offered, okay? A lot of times it's real hard for us to not jump in and try and help the helper, which don't make no sense. Like there's no point in you asking for help and then when help comes, if you want running around and doing a whole bunch of stuff. I'll never forget when I had um, Faith my mother-in-law came over to help (laughs) and I was trying to do stuff and she had to be like Narissa like what are you doing I have come over here to help you go sit down somewhere and when um the best friend came over to help me with faith a couple of weeks ago she is real old school and she is a real old school black, which is what I need because I'm one of them black women that need to be told to sit down somewhere and I need to be told it in a particular way so that I don't get offended, but in a stern way, basically a stern black mama way. And that's kind of how she handled me. And so Faith was flipping out and she was crying because she's in that stage of separation anxiety, which most babies around seven, eight months go through. And she just wasn't feeling it. And she didn't want to be with nobody but me. So I go walking over there trying to be like, oh, you know, let me just take her for a second. And she was like, no, you have stuff to do. And she told Faith, mommy is busy. Mommy has things to do. 
And I just had to let it go because number one, she is a registered nurse um, and she is an advice nurse at that. So one, my baby is in good hands medically, professionally and developmentally. And two, she got two grown kids older than me. So she has apparently done something right. And so I just had to accept the type of help that she came over here and offered me. And when I just let go and kind of surrendered to the process, it was a really good experience. And it not only helped me, but it helped my baby to begin to learn that she can be soothed by other people, that she can kind of regulate herself and that everything will be okay. Because that's another thing as black women, we have to, especially black moms, or even if you're not a mom, if you like are an aunt, um, or a godparent, or you just around kids that look up to you, you have to really pay attention to how you are doing things because they are watching and you need to model. It does not matter how young a kid is. Kids are highly intelligent. We don't give them enough credit when they don't have the verbalization abilities, but kids pick up on things. They pick up on vibes. They pick up on body language. Um, even if they're not able to process verbally yet, kids are able to learn from nonverbal cues. And so I just had to soothe her by telling her she was okay. And we had a little system. And every couple of minutes I'd show up and be like, hey, mommy hasn't left you. You're fine. And that just is teaching her some tolerance. And it's also teaching me as a mom some tolerance that somebody else can help because that brings me to the next point where I'm going to be a little tough on y'all. Black women, we can not do everything, okay? I'm going to be real hard on y'all in this section. And you probably going to have an attitude and be rolling your eyes. And you might just turn off the podcast. But I encourage you to turn it back on because it's something that you need to hear if you're feeling like you want to turn it off. And again, Black women, you cannot do everything. Period. Point blank. Contrary to popular belief, you can't do it all without having a breakdown. Now, you might think I'm being harsh when I say that, but it's the truth. If you are going to work and you managing that to-do list, then you coming home and you managing that to-do list. If you're a parent and you got to monitor your kids and their homework and what they got on their schedule and you managing that to-do list. If you want them wives that be trying to have your husband set up with all kind of stuff and you managing his stuff, then you managing that to-do list. Now you managing your own to-do list to manage the to-do list that you got in your life. That is enough to drive anybody crazy and have you have a breakdown. And all jokes aside, when you multi-stress, you are at a higher level of for real having just like mental breakdown because you cannot do everything. We are not designed to do everything on our own. We are not designed to pick up all the pieces and put them all together. That is not how it works. Now, I hear you black women because I'm a black woman and I be thinking the same thing sometimes. So I hear you. You probably being real like, well, I've been doing it all this time. So or you probably thinking my mama did it and her mama did it so I can do it, too. Or the classic one that we love to say is if I don't do it, then it ain't going to get done. Right. And these things might be true. 
these phrases might be true. It might just be true. But I'm going to ask you a few follow-up questions. So for those of y'all who thinking, I've been doing it all this time, so what's the difference? I'm going to ask you, how have you been functioning all this time? And take a minute. Don't just be real quick to be like, oh, I've been good. No, boo. Take a minute to really, really think about how have you been functioning all of this time? Are you on the edge internally? Are you irritated internally? And I'm saying internally because we as black women, and look, I'm talking to myself, so I don't want nobody to think I'm coming down on y'all, okay? I'm, I'm talking to myself also. But we as black women have a really good way of hiding externally and looking like everything is together and everything is just great and I am blessed and highly favored, right? And that's true. You are blessed and highly favored, but internally, are you okay? Because you look good to everybody else, but internally, what is happening and how are you functioning since you've been doing it all this time? Really ask yourself that question. And if you have not been functioning well internally, if you're feeling on the edge, if you're anxious, if you're feeling a little depressed, if you are feeling, you know, irritable, I encourage you to take a step back from your situation, you know, figure out how to change some things. And if you need to seek professional help, ain't nothing wrong with therapy. Like black women, black people, Ain't nothing wrong with therapy. It is there for a reason. And I know we always talk about praying and I do definitely believe in God, but God also created professionals and blessed them with the talent to help guide you through what you're going through. So you can pray and you can also seek a therapist and look for some support in that way. So just think about how you've been functioning. For those of y'all who talking about mamas and grandmas, been doing this since the beginning of time, that is true. But at the same time, your mama, my mama, your grandma, my grandma had support. They had community. They had a village. And we all know the old saying, it takes a village, right? And that is something that we just don't have no more in the black community. And we need to tap into our roots and get that back. I was talking to my husband's mom a couple of weeks ago, love her to death. I really do. And she, I was asking her, well, you know, like, how did you do it? Like you had like four kids. How were you able to kind of manage your time and get things done while taking care of a baby? And she told me, I always had somebody around to help me with the baby. You know, like there was always somebody there that was willing to help. And we just don't have that now in 2019. And so black women, yeah, your mom did it. Yeah, your grandma did it. But I bet your bottom dollar, they had community, they had friends, they had family, they had neighbors that was able to come in and help them take a load off. And so again, we don't have that community now as black folks. We really seriously need to tap back into that, tap back into our roots and just get back to having a sense of community because that helps. And so the final thing that you guys might be saying is if I don't do it, then ain't nobody go do it. And I'm gonna just really challenge you on this one, like hard, because 
if you keep doing what you claim ain't nobody willing to help you do, then how is that person going to be able to learn to help you do what you need them to do? If you just keep taking on all the tasks and not delegating nothing to nobody in your life to help you, then they go just sit back and be like, oh, okay, well then she got it. Ain't no need for me to help because every time I try to help, then she just go turn around and do it anyway. Or every time I ask her if she needs some help, she just say no, but then she fuss about being stressed out. Sometimes we got to delegate and just let people help us, even if it's not the way we want to be helped. Because if we keep jumping in and having people say that they'll be willing to help us, but then we jumping in and we doing it ourselves, then number one, that's offensive to the person that's willing to help. Number two, they not gonna be able to learn how to help you the way that you want to be helped or need to be helped if you continue jumping in and not allowing people to help. Even if it's not the way you want it done, just let people help you because it's better than you doing it all. And then if if it's the other way around and you like, I done tried that, Narissa, it's a lost cause. I'm still just not getting the help that I need to get. Then the other flip side of the challenge for you is, you know, you got to come to terms that everything is not going to get done. It just ain't go get done. And that's okay. You are not going to be able to always cook dinner fresh and readily made and always return every single email and always return every single phone call or always help with homework or always go to the grocery store and pick these things up or always be able to pick up the phone and call a friend or respond to a friend or text a friend. Sometimes stuff just is not going to get done and that is okay. Life continues to go even if you don't do everything on your to-do list and even if everything is not done the way you want it to be done. And I hear you now, stuff needs to be get, needs to get done and stuff needs to be worked through and stuff needs to be worked on. That is true, but you need to prioritize the things that are really 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 important, right? And so for me, things that are really 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 important as far as career-wise are my newsletters, my trainings, and my podcast, right? But I can't do all those things in one day. I have to sometimes just focus on my newsletter for a couple of weeks, and sometimes just focus on my workshops for a couple of weeks, and sometimes just focus on my podcast for a couple of weeks. And while I am doing those things, I might not always have Ooh, it hurts my soul to say this because I'm working through it, Jesus. But I might not always have the most spiffy clean house because I am still a new mom. And I am adjusting to having an eight-month-old human. And I, over 35 years plus, have not had to be responsible for another human. And so since... I want to enjoy that. I am not going to lose precious moments of my baby's development because I am trying to scrub down the sink with some Ajax. Like, that's just not what we're doing. And also, for those of you out there, I use Mrs. Meyer for the record. I just used Ajax as a quick reference. Mrs. Meyer is not toxic and it is family friendly. Okay. (laughs) So, um, but let me stop being silly. The truth of the matter is you just can't do everything. Um, 
And you just have to acknowledge that you can't do everything. And sometimes you got to laugh at these situations so that you don't fall into like a depression or like anxiety. Okay. So keep those things in mind. Just the few things that we just went over. You have to ask for help no matter how hard it is. And you got to accept the type of help that you get. And you cannot do everything. So to end on a good note, I just want to encourage some self-care because that's another thing as black women we don't do, okay? We care for everybody else. We are there for everybody else. We are responsive to everybody else's needs. But for some reason, we are not responsive to our needs and our bodily cues and our emotional cues that we may need to take a moment to care for ourselves and respond to our needs. And so, Black women, this is a call yet again. Do something for yourself that is self-care. A lot of times there's a misconception out there that you have to spend a bunch of money to do self-care or you have to go away to some long drawn out retreat, you know, and just separate and isolate yourself or you have to have a whole bunch of time. This is not true. Um, You can do some self-care in five minutes that can at least bring you back to yourself. So a couple of examples that I like to give, and I also like to give my clients who are multi-stressed is do some mindfulness. Now I know as black folks, sometimes we'd be like, we ain't with the kumbaya. I'm one of them too, right? But if you look at mindfulness as not just necessarily sitting Indian style with your eyes closed and your fingers up and being like doing all this deep breathing, it's a whole plethora of ways that you can do mindfulness without necessarily doing it in the traditional way that you might see. One thing I like to help people do is like mindful showers or mindful eating or mindful daily routines. And so what I mean by that is with your mindful shower, we all got a shower, at least I hope we all got a shower. And when you get in the shower, most of the time we in the shower because it's such a repetitive thing that we've been doing for so long that we just in there and we thinking about what we got to do for the rest of the day and what we going to do here, what we go do there. And we just in the shower and we out. But if you take the time in the shower to not let your mind race and you just feel the temperature of the water, smell the soap that you're using, See how it feels when it goes on your body and even look at the bubbles as you are putting them on your body and like coating your skin. And so for black women, you know, we got some melanin. And so when we use in the white soap, our skin turned white until we rinse the soap off. And then you can see the beauty of your chocolateness or your caramelness or whatever shade you are, right? And so just looking at that and then seeing the water go down the drain and just really being mindful in the shower. You can even get those little shower tablets, put them on the floor and it like makes the whole shower smell good. When you're brushing your teeth, you can see how the bristles feel on your teeth or your gums. You can see how the toothpaste tastes, even feel the temperature of the water in your mouth. Um, And even when you're eating, right? Like not just gobbling your food down and going to the next thing, but even if it's just with one bite, taking the time to chew your food, see how it feels, see how it sounds, 
see how it tastes and just take in that moment. That don't take no time. That don't take no money. Now, if you got more time, then you can carve out things like going for a walk or reading a a morning devotional or a prayer or listening to a podcast in between dropping kids off and going to work or on your way to work or after leaving and seeing a family member. And then the biggest thing I want to end with is sometimes you got to take time for you which means maybe you need to detach from the phone. And I'm talking to myself too. You know, back in the 90s, back in the 80s, we didn't have cell phones. So we didn't always have something readily available in our hand. Somebody called us and we wasn't home. They had to leave a message and we got back to them either that day or the next day, depending. Now, somebody sent us a text message is you got to reply instantly. But who said you got to reply right away? If you're in the middle of doing something, you ain't got to reply. You got do not disturb on your phone. And it's not just an iPhone thing. It's on all phones where you can hit do not disturb. And if you ain't got that function on your phone, which I don't think no phone doesn't come with that, but you know, you can make a do not disturb by putting your phone in a box and people can just wait You ain't got to respond. Social media can wait. Text messages can wait. Voicemails can wait. You don't always have to be readily available, especially if you are feeling multi-stressed. Sometimes you got to check out and the people in your life who know you and love you will be okay. They might not like it initially, but those people who have your back, who've been in your life, who've been around, they will still be around. So I say all that to say, these are things that you guys can do. This is a call to black women for you to take this information in and for you to try and do some things that will help you, you know, in the long run. So that's my episode for today. (laughs) That's my rant for today because I sure did go off a little bit on a rant. But you know, we be needing rants sometimes. And so y'all seem to like my rants. So I'm gonna just keep ranting and trying to throw in some stuff that can help you guys out. So for the cultural tidbit, what I want you all to do, and even if you're not black, right? I still want you to do this cultural tidbit. But for black women, definitely, I want you to do this cultural tidbit. I want you to literally write down something that you are going to do by the end of this week. So by Saturday night, it should be completed. Um, This podcast is going out on a Wednesday. And if you happen to be listening to it and it's not on a Wednesday, just so that you can kind of follow the cultural tip at homework, let's see, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, yes. So whenever you're listening to this, three days from now, you need to have written down something that you are going to do that will help you engage in taking care of yourself, right? It could be the mindfulness activities I suggested. It could be something longer, but something that you realistically can do within the next three days, I want you to accomplish. And I want you to um, work on that and for you to do it, okay? Next week, we are going to talk about black girl magic and 
that's what we're going to talk about. And, you know, I need somebody to just comment, email me, comment on Instagram. Let me know what you think. Call into the show. Last week, I said I was going to go on a little break. I think I'm still going to break, but I have so many ideas that I just want to get out and just put them out there. And so maybe I won't take a long break. Let me know. Would y'all miss it if I took a long break? Would you be okay if I did take a long break? Just let me know what you are thinking, okay? I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. Um, Think about some things that you're thankful for. Meditate on those things that you are thankful for. And just have a spirit of gratitude. Um, Even if you don't necessarily celebrate the holiday of Thanksgiving, because not everybody does. Let's, Let's keep some cultural awareness present. Not everyone celebrates Thanksgiving. However, if you do, or even if you don't, everybody can celebrate being thankful and grateful. So what are you guys thankful for, right? Um, I'm personally thankful for this podcast and for all the listeners and all the great feedback that I get about the podcast. I am very much thankful for my family, for my husband, for my baby, um, and just being able to have that part of my life feel complete since I wanted to be a mom for so long. Um, And I'm just thankful to God, first and foremost, of course, for all that he has blessed me with. He's blessed us with so much and not necessarily material things, right? But when you think about what can you be thankful for, I'm thankful for life. I'm thankful that he has shed his grace on me and my family and my baby. I'm thankful for being able to have two legs and two arms and two eyes and like all my abilities to be able to move and have my five senses. You know, I'm thankful for clean air to breathe, even though we fuss about it here in the United States. There's other places that don't have clean air for real, right? We have clean water for the most part. I mean, you know, cultural awareness, Flint is still struggling, but that's a whole conversation for another day. But I'm just thankful. And I just thank God for all that he has done. I thank God for all of you guys listening. And until the next time we chat, I really, really hope that you do something that will help you bloom into your best self. And I'm super excited for you to come back with me next week so that you can walk another day in my culture.